0: That's investher, H E R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Finding the best deals with the least amount of marketing is a way to zero in on what's actually being sold in your market rather than
0: just hitting everything all at once. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fund That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fund That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've got a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fund That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you Best Ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash bestever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash bestever and you'll get a free deal analysis tool it will help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports And that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today. Alex Youngblood. How you doing, Alex?
1: I'm good, man. I'm awesome. Glad to be here today. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, my pleasure. Nice to have you back. And the reason why we're having you back is because we got something exciting to share, or you have something exciting to share, and I shall facilitate as best I can. And best ever listeners, if you want to hear Alex's best ever advice, then go check out episode 400. The title is 75,000 Reasons Why You Should Wholesale Real Estate. And today, because it's great title, you like that title?
1: That's awesome, man.
0: All right. Well, I'll give my team a big pat on the back, virtual pat on the back because of that. And Alex's episode performed really well, and he had some additional insight to share with us. So we wanted to invite him back on. And because it's Sunday, we, of course, are doing a special segment called Skill Set Sunday, where we talk about a specific skill that you will come away from. After hearing this conversation, and specifically what that skill is today, is how to find the best deals with the least amount of marketing. So a little bit about Alex. He is a co-founder of 1-800-Fair Offer. He's the host of the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. He flips between three to five wholesale deals a month. So he does between three to five wholesale deals a month in three different markets based in Hampton Roads, Virginia. With that being said, Alex, you want to catch us up on just a little bit more about your background as a refresher and what you're focused on now?
1: Sure. Absolutely. I am actually the co-host of the Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast with Jill McCall. And we've been running that podcast for, boy, since 2009, maybe. We've had over 3 million downloads now. So very successful. Just uh, hoping to catch up to you one day (laughs) Um, on the podcasting. And yeah, I am the co-founder of 1-800-Fair-Offer as well. And if anybody knows me as well from my Wholesaling House's full-time Facebook group, we have over, oh boy, 22,000 members, I believe in there. It's uh, free. Anybody can find it and there's some great information being shared with regards to wholesaling and real estate in general. And I've been in investing since 2004, and I've done, boy, I, b- I believe I'm over $20 million worth of real estate transactions at this point, going strong, and I wholesale real estate, and I also do new construction on, and it's kind of like a spectrum, right? Because wholesale real estate is your quick money, in the middle, you have your whole tail or you have your renovation style income and the new construction is more of a long term. So I try to hit each and every one on that spectrum to keep it a very predictable business. So that is what I'm doing nowadays in real estate and
0: uh, having a blast doing it. And you're in three markets doing those strategies. Whole-tail, well, whole-tail. mainly
1: in my Hampton Roads area is where I'm doing the new construction Wholesaling is right now in the different markets, yes. Okay,
0: so today we're gonna talk about finding the best deals with the least amount of marketing. And is that related to wholesaling?
1: Yes, and it can be used in many different facets actually because it's a way to get into your market and almost download, if you will, a scorecard of what's going on in that market so it eliminates the guesswork. A lot of people, when they get into the business, and when I got into the business for the first time, it's like, what does a wholesale deal look like? What deals are investors looking like? Because I could go out and tie up all these deals, and then I'm scared that I can never find a buyer or never offload my contract, and now I'm stuck and I look stupid, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a way to really get into your market, see what's going on, eliminate the guesswork, and then see what an actual wholesale deal looks like in your market. So a wholesale deal is basically going to have different characteristics. It's going to have what year was it built, what square footage is it, the property type. So is it just a single family? Is it a townhouse? Is it a duplex? What is it from that standpoint? And then what's the value range that seems to be flying off the shelf? So those are the couple factors there that we're going to be looking at in regards to what a wholesale deal looks like in your market. And not only what a wholesale deal looks like, but this can also help you scale into different areas, like I said, with renovations, new construction development, things like that. It really, though, establishes the baseline of what you're looking for in your market, and then you can scale
0: from there once you've established what that main deal looks like in your market. Okay. So now that you've set the stage, how do we find the best deals with the least amount of marketing? Okay. So we are going
1: to go to listsource.com. And the first thing what we're going to do is pull a list through listsource. And in that list, it's a very simple list. It's a very simple download. What we're going to do is go in and look for the absentee sales over the last year. And I know people that do this actually on a monthly basis because they want a monthly scorecard of what's going on with each of their competitors. You know, I've had some of my competitors in my market call me up and they're like, hey, I saw you bought the house over on Main Street. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get that one. Good job on getting it. And I'm like, well, how's this guy? He's, he's like spying on me or something. But uh, <laughs> public records don't lie, right? So when you download that list right there, all the absentee transactions within the last year Or if you want to stay super current, you can download each monthly because as time goes on, you're going to lose actually the transactions that have happened over the last year if the people don't own the property anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you keep a running scorecard of each month going on, then you can kind of build that list as you go and it gets better and better as time goes on. But you can build a list from downloading that first year of what's going on because that's going to be a really good way to tell who the landlords are because they're the people that are holding the properties, right? And it's another good way to determine the long-term deals because the property development takes a lot longer than just a few months. So those are going to be on there as well. Your short-term, you're going to find obviously in the last two or three months by downloading that list. What are absentee sales? Absentee transactions are deals where the mailing address is different. So where the property taxes are being mailed to, it's different than the actual property address itself. So it's an owner of a property that doesn't live at the property that they bought. Does that make sense? Yep. So once we buy that initial list, we're going to be able to go to work and identify the different spots on that list that fit the criteria of what's the square footage, what's the year built, and what's the value. And the cool thing about this and something to look out for is you can go into that list and you can see the repeat buyers. So when we buy this list, we're not going to eliminate the duplicates like a lot of people do when they buy a list because I don't want to mail the same people over and over and over again right? But in this situation, we want to buy the duplicates because that's going to be the people that are buying over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then we can go in and you can approach this from a couple different ways. You can look in and you can say, okay, well, let's say I see a person that's buying five, six, seven, eight, nine times. I know that this person is a whale. And it's very typical that that person is going to buy the same kind of property or the same kind of situation. And once you have that list of this particular person, whether it's one individual or multiple individuals, you can go in and say, oh, he likes single family residents that are about twelve to 1,500 square feet and are built from 1950 to 1960. So once you have that, And if you have a small marketing budget, you can build a marketing campaign that just simply targets exactly that. And then once you have that deal and you flip it to this individual, which you can easily do because you have his address, so you can send him a mailer, or some of these people are corporate people that have offices that are brick and mortar. So you can simply just pick up the phone and reverse search them and call them and say, hey, I've got a contract on this property. I want to sell my contract. It looks like it fits the criteria of what you've been buying over the last year. Would you be interested? And boom, you sell your contract, get your money and move on down the road. And then you could continue to scale from there. You can continue to build out by including more individuals or just that property in general over an entire subdivision and an entire zip code or an entire county. So It really sets the baseline of getting that first list pull, which kind of serves as a market guidebook for your area, which enables you to what I refer to as hack the market because you have all the inner workings of what's going on rather than just guessing and throwing stuff against the wall, hoping
0: this stuff that's going to stick. I'm following you on the duplicates. That makes a lot of sense. You buy a list off list source, absentee sales, And the people who are buying multiple properties, you can then look at what type of properties they're buying and then target in your marketing those types of properties and then go sell it to that person. Is that the concept in a nutshell?
1: That's one way you can do this if you buy that list, right? So that would be a smaller marketing budget that would go in and just target the properties that one
0: entity is buying. I knew I was missing something. That's why I wanted to clarify. Yes.
1: So you could do that for one entity or two entities or three entities. You kind of have to identify what your marketing budget is. If your marketing budget is small, well, then you can target it around that. And then you could do your first deal from that and then expand into an entire county or an entire subdivision, an entire county or a zip code or into a county or incorporate multiple counties. So it is really up to what your budget is. It's very flexible and very scalable and predictable and very data driven rather than guessing. There's different kind of marketing out there, right? You've got bed signs. You could go out there and put all these signs out there and who knows what you're going to get from that and who knows what house the person has that's going to call in. We don't know if it has equity. We don't know if it even fits the criteria of what we're looking for. We don't know what year it's built. We don't know any of that. But if you're targeting houses that fit that exact criteria or avatar, if you want to call it that, now we've got a very predictable marketing method that we can employ that is very effective.
0: Got it. So you go to list source, you buy the list, you look for the square footage, the year built and the value. I'm sorry, I just missed this step. So, okay, we've got that list. So you've got that list, right? Do? Yeah. Well,
1: now you've got the list, list number one, we're going to yep. go back to list source and build a second list that fits that criteria of square footage, year built and property value.
0: I guess I'm missing the big reveal here because I buy a list of absentee sales and then I categorize it by square footage, year built, and value. But what do I do with that information?
1: Number one, you're targeting absentee sales of corporations that are buying properties, right? Okay, Okay,
0: so the purpose of this is to
1: build a buyer's list? Yes, you're seeing what actually people are buying in that area. We're then going to target homeowners that fit this property
0: avatar. Got it. So you know what people are buying in the area, and then you are able to take that criteria and apply it towards people who haven't sold yet that meet that criteria and target them.
1: I like to say we know who is buying, we know what they are buying, and we know how much they are paying. So now once we have this data, we can go and buy our second list, which targets everything that we just found from the first list.
0: We go into a market, identify what is being sold, and we look at the year-built square footage, the property type, and the value range. And then once we identify that, we identify properties that have not been sold that meet that criteria, and then market those properties, and we sell to the people who are currently buying those properties.
1: Yes, yes. So, And it's very scalable from the sense of I can just start in a subdivision, and then I can build it into a zip code and into an entire county as I continue to grow and build my business from getting deals and whatnot.
0: Cool. What type of scale would you recommend someone who's starting out? uh,
1: Somebody on a small budget, I would say a really good way to start would be look at a subdivision. Subdivisions in my area, I mean, there could be 300 homes, there could be 2,000 homes, but it's all dependent on if it's an active subdivision. So when you pull that list that I'm talking about, you want to make sure that in that list and in that criteria is the subdivision of the property that is being sold in that first list. And then you can say, hmm, looks like Joe Fairless Park has the most sales or transactions on this list. So I'm going to target Joe Fairless Park on the flip side when I'm targeting my market for properties.
0: When you look at the year built, the square footage, the property type and the value range Let's pretend we have a spreadsheet in front of us with the list source information. How do we categorize that? You gave us the four categories, but how do we segment that or rather group it within year built? Should it be a five-year range, a 10-year range, and same with square footage and property?
1: That's a great question. So you can group it like that. If our records are kind of small from what we're pulling from, we don't want to get too crazy with it and eliminate a lot of different records. But- we can say, you know, built from 1950 to 1960. Houses that are built like from the 50 to 60 to 70, are they're kind of in similar condition. Houses that are built from 1930s up to 1950, well, now we're getting a bigger range in the year that's built there. So there's going to be a lot more wrong with houses built in 1930 or it's going to be ready to tear down. But that's all going to be based on what you find from your initial List poll. You'll be able to see. Let's group from say 1930 to 1940, 1940 to 1950. And depending again what your budget is and what you want to target, you will be able to see where you're going to attack your mailing list on the flip side with because you could simply input, okay, I only want properties that are built from 1940 to 1950. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing to keep in mind too, though. If you're staying within a subdivision to start, it's really easy because all those houses are pretty much built around the same time. And a lot of them fit that same cookie cutter mentality.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to finding the best deals with the least amount of marketing that we want to discuss?
1: Well, people just need to get things going rather than falling into the paralysis of uh, analysis. Finding the best deals with the least amount of marketing is a way to zero in on what's actually being sold in your market rather than just hitting everything all at once. If you narrow down on that, your cost per lead is going to be less. So if your cost per lead is less and your cost per deal is less, and then you can scale from there. So all about getting that initial market guidebook from that initial list pull, then going back, pulling another list that fits that property avatar that we're finding. And then from finding the property avatar, we can craft our marketing to fit either are we targeting a subdivision or a certain property type, or are we gonna just target something that fits a whale property buyer? But that's all based on what fits their preference and their marketing budget. And the great thing is it's very scalable to start from the bottom and then work your way up and expand into different areas and markets as your business grows from the deals that you're doing.
0: And why did you choose ListSource over others? ListSource is very
1: easy to use and it's not subscription based and very easy to work with the fields as you're inputting i want this amount of square footage this year built very easy to work with there's some of the data providers out there it's like whoa what am i looking at but list source is very user-friendly and easy to use
0: alex where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you and learn more about your business
1: well, if they want to go to wholesaling houses full time, the Facebook group they can simply go there and request, and then they will be added. If you like this marketing hack, you can go to WholesalingHousesFullTime.com dot com forward slash hack, and you can get a free hack that I give away about finding deals without having to pay any marketing money, which is a good way to get started as well. So, WholesalingHousesFullTime.com dot com forward slash hack. And, uh, yeah, so go to the Facebook
0: group, check that link out. That's the best way to get me. I love the approach of you figure out what's being sold in an area. You then target the homes that meet the criteria that you've identified that haven't sold yet. And then you sell it to people who are currently buying those types of homes. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's very straightforward. That's for sure. I mean, we got to put some money up for the list source list, and then make sure that we're doing some direct mail targeting to those homes.
1: Here's another tidbit that you could take. If you don't have the marketing money for the
0: list to target with the mailers,
1: what you could do is you could buy that smaller list to start with, and then you could partner up with other wholesalers in your area and you can find their wholesale deals and see if those buyers would be interested in buying those contracts. And that way you don't have any marketing money to deal with with the sellers. And you've got people that are actual people that are buying and uh, you can make that connection and get started that way as well. Great stuff.
0: Well, thank you for being on the show again. I hope you have a best ever weekend, Alex, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's dot com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. FundThatFlip.com forward slash best ever. Do you want to learn more about the real estate buying and selling process? Learn to earn passive income with the Cash Flow Guys as Tyler Chef and his team discuss their secrets to creating cash flow. Check out the Cashflow Guys podcast at cashflowguys.com. That's C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W-G-U-Y-S.com.